Pastor Darren and First Lady Lori, I love you guys so much. I am honored and I'm blessed to be under your leadership. I truly am. I have to shout out my parents watching from the island of St. Kitts. My family is watching this morning. They haven't missed one day of 21 days of prayer. I love you guys. Thank you so much. And now, Lord, I surrender to your will. Speak through me as the mouthpiece of heaven so that every heart will be touched and every life will be changed only because of you. Last month was two years that the Lord sent me to Heartland and I remember coming to my first 21 days of prayer and now five of them later, I still stand in awe of how many people show up to pray in the morning. I stand in awe of how many young people are here, how many families are here, how many parents lead their children to lay hands on the post-it notes and teach them to pray. How many people are sitting on the floor, kneeling up here sometimes, weeping as they pray for the cares and the needs of, of so many people. And today, God sent me this morning, day 17, to speak to the hearts of those that are still a little bit burdened under the weight of a yet-to-be-answered prayer, under the weight of someone else's need for miraculous healing or deliverance from addiction or salvation before it's too late. And as we're hanging on for this last few days and we dare to think what will happen after the 21 days of prayer, while we're still waiting on God, I'm here to encourage you this morning. When I was invited to speak and I saw that my topic was freedom, almost simultaneously as I read that word, I heard in my spirit, true freedom is in the letting go. So as we sit in the midst of thousands of prayers and needs and burdens of others and burdens of our own, how do we free ourselves from the weight of it all as we still wait on God? Brings me to my first point, cast it off. Years ago, someone shared the analogy of fishing. You know, you hook up the bait and you hold the line back and then you cast it as far as you can. And I don't know anything about fishing, but I think you got to reel that thing back in as well or something like that. So I thought about something else that I did as a child. I skipped stones and it's the same concept. You bring your hand back and with a throw and a flick of the wrist, you skip that stone as far out as it can go into the water until you can't see it anymore. And I thought, now that's the analogy because we don't go out and pick up the stone and bring it back and skip it again. We just grab another stone and skip it and see how much further that one can go. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. And just like skipping stones, God invites us to cast our cares upon him, not to go and pick it up again because he's not fast enough or because it's not the way he does it, but to trust, to trust in a God that knows what he's doing, that is in control, because if true freedom is the letting go, then we have to become master casters so that we can cast our cares on him and trust him enough to leave them there. His word says he cares for us. Imagine all we're willing to do for people we care about. So could you imagine a God that created you and how much he wants to relieve you and free you from pain and from burdens, from your worries? 
Psalm 55, 22 goes on to say, cast your burdens on the Lord, release it, and he will sustain and uphold you. I looked up the word sustain, and it means to support, to lift up, to relieve, to nourish, to keep something going. And you know, we really need to rest in the promises of God. He can't lie. All his promises are yes and amen. His answers are not, but his promises are. And right here in his word, he promises, if we cast our cares on him, he will support us, relieve us, nourish us, and keep us going. And I think that's a reason for us to praise God this morning. And this brings me to my point number two. We've just got to praise him in the midst of the storm. Let me tell you a couple quick stories. In Joshua 6, it talks about the Jericho battle. And God did something completely unorthodox because he said, I want you to take the Israelite army and I want you to march around this fortified city six times, one time per day for six days, blowing the trumpets, carrying the Ark of the Covenant. And he said, on the seventh day, I want you to march around it seven times and then I want you to shout. Well, at Joshua's command, and at the time appointed by God, the army gave such a roar that the walls of Jericho miraculously fell down. That's like the walls in our lives. The walls that keep things in, the walls that keep things out. We need to add a shout to those walls, to add a roar to those walls. We need a praise to the Almighty God so that He and His power can bring our walls down and give us the victory. You see, in the beginning of the story, God told Joshua that He had already delivered Jericho into their hands. So when they shouted, they knew they had already won. And that's how we have to operate. We have to know that we've already won. All these burdens, all these prayers, we already have the victory. Acts 16 tells of Paul and Silas, and Pastor Darren talked about them briefly the other day. They were wrongfully arrested, stripped and beaten, thrown in jail, not in any part of the jail, in the inner cell. And their feet were fastened in stocks, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. But here's the good part. In verse 25 and 26, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and other prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly such a violent earthquake came that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. Because they knew how to praise through a difficult situation, everyone was freed. Pastor Darren taught us a couple weeks ago that gratitude is the open door for prisoners. Can you imagine if just two of us this morning chose to praise God despite our difficult situation? Can you imagine how much freedom can break through this room? On a more personal note, in 2015, I went through a really difficult season in my life. I experienced some deep church hurt, and you know how we do. We stopped going to church. I, I did it. But I felt God pushing me to go back. And I remember that morning, I fell on my face and I wept that ugly cry. And I said, I can't do it. I can't go. And as clear as I'm speaking to you this morning, the Lord said to me in my right ear, he said, I've exposed what, I, what you needed to see. I've revealed what you needed to know. He said, get up and be thankful for your storm. He said, thank me for your storm. He said, thank me for your storm. And I've come to realize there was purpose in it because I went back to church that day. And every, even though the situation didn't change right away, I grew stronger every Sunday. I healed more every Sunday. I learned to forgive. And because I obeyed and I cast my cares 
on him and learned to praise through my storm. God kept his promise to sustain me. And to this day, I still have freedom from that situation. So this morning, like Joshua, the Lord has instructed me to give you a little bit of some unorthodox instructions. While we're praying, I'm going to challenge you to also praise these prayers through. What do I mean by that? What does that sound like? That sounds like, God, thank you so much for Mr. So-and-so. Thank you that you've softened his heart already. Thank you, Father God, that not only is he on his way back to his family, but he's on his way back to you. Thank you, God, for the financial breakthrough of this family, that you've already opened the doors and shown the favor that they need. I thank you that it's already done. That's what it sounds like. Imagine the sanctuary, a sanctuary full of people praising all of these prayers through. Psalm 22 says, God inhabits the praises of his people. In all of his majesty, he hears our prayers and is drawn to little old us, filling us with his presence. Psalm 16 tells us in his presence, there is fullness of joy. So when we praise and invite his presence, he fills us with joy. And here's the kicker. In Nehemiah 8, it says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. When we praise him, it invites his presence in which we find his joy and it becomes his strength as he sustains us because we cast his, our cares upon him and we chose to praise him in the middle of our storm. Do you realize what praising through prayers is? It's faith. You have to exercise your faith in order to praise God through a difficult season. It's trusting he's in control even when you can't see him, you can't feel him working. And do you know what faith is? Faith is God's love language. Hebrews 11:6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So this morning, we're gonna love on God, not just because we want something, but we're gonna love on him in the way he desires, exercising our faith, praising him in the midst of all these burdens that surround us and the personal ones that weigh us down. So Lord, where your spirit is, there is freedom. And we're inviting you this morning, we're inviting you in this morning, but instead of asking for your hand, Father God, this morning we wanna minister to your heart and praise you because you are worthy. Praise you because of your sacrificial love. Praise you because we already have the victory through you. Praise you because it is already done. Lord, may we learn to praise you till our walls fall down, till our prison doors break open and our chains fall off. We're gonna cast our cares this morning and praise you till we have true freedom. In the name of Jesus, let us praise.